0: listening to cinephiles digest this is episode 105 and this week's show we're going to be talking about the new film from alex garland men should be an interesting one can't wait to get into it but let me go ahead and introduce my co-host travis welcome back how's it going man
1: it's going pretty good matthew happy to
0: hear And we've got a very special guest uh, on this episode in honor of uh, men. We recruited uh, the one woman that we know. uh, That's Paris. Welcome back, Paris. How is it?
2: Hey, happy to be the token lady. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honored to have you. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, what's been going on? Anything you guys need to report? Any hot topics? Any hot takes?
1: Lay it on me. What's going on? <laughs> mm, try, <laughs> trying to think what happened between the last time we recorded and now, but, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, um, I guess congratulations, Travis. I know it's been a minute, but oh. congratulations to you and Chelsea. Obviously. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: So I take it. The answer is no, that nothing to report.
1: No, not no. really. Nothing too no. exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys been paying attention to the, uh, the, the discourse, Uh, you know, the discourse about the movie, (laughs) (laughs) about, uh, uh, comedians, transphobic comedians. You guys hear that Ricky Gervais just put out a new special.
2: I mean, I saw it on Netflix, but I didn't hear anything about it.
0: I, uh, I, I put it on while I was eating, uh, tacos, but right before we recorded and Turn it off after five minutes. It, it, it's a fucking, it's a joke. That guy's a joke. <laughs> I fucking hate Ricky. I mean, I, I already didn't really care for Ricky. Gervais, I was gonna but say like... I
2: always feel like I think Ricky Gervais is funnier than he actually is. I'll go to watch something of his and I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't, this isn't good.
0: Oh, I don't know man. why I'm watching this. It these fucking, these anti woke comedians. They all have just one like it's all the same fucking joke, like. Basically, he opens his show with like, I remember back in my day, women had wombs, not cocks. And it's just like, Ugh, uh. <laughs> you are the fuck like... That's seriously one of his jokes. And I was like, people think this is funny? And like, people were hooting and hollering in the, in the audience. So it's like, obviously, if you're paying to see Ricky Gervais, like, you're a fan of his type of humor. But I was like, can you guys just get a different joke at this point? Like, I was curious because people have been going off about Ricky and I always want to try to like you know provide some context to it because people were getting called out like you haven't even watched it and you're complaining about the joke watch it for yourself so I was like okay I fucking will and then I turned it off after five minutes but yeah it's pretty rough it's brutal when uh you know some of your favorite comedians are uh (laughs) inevitably all turning into bitter old shits like dave Chappelle and louis ck and stuff
2: yeah but, i actually saw that uh fans were surprised when they saw john mulaney uh recently yeah that dave that Chappelle too. was opening for him and then said some transphobic and homophobic jokes obviously i didn't hear them myself so i'm just going based off of what the people there said but i think a lot of people were surprised uh to have dave Chappelle as an opener for john mulaney
0: it, yeah totally well it's because it wasn't advertised you know like he just like was there, and he just did an opening set right. for John Mulan. So it was, it'd be different if he was, like, you know, billed as the opener because people could prepare and decide for themselves if they want to go or not. But, like, to just, like, spring that on the audience, there were a lot of people who were upset that they
1: had to experience that. So, just crazy so Matt, these days. I got to ask, where is this uh, discourse taking place? Oh, Twitter, dog. It's all on Twitter. Of course. <laughs>
2: for me, it's on TikTok. I don't do Twitter, so... <laughs> Got that clock app going for me.
0: See, I think that my algorithm on TikTok is just fucked. Because it's just like 90% cat videos for me at this point. Because that's what I everything like share. That,
2: everything you send me on TikTok is like could be in an episode of like... Could have been on Jackass. Could have been on Tosh.0. Like, it's all like the most dumb things Hilarious on the internet. Hilarious
0: stuff, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. But like my what I get is so much different than what you get. Like I get like interesting discourse on like what's going on in the world and you get like dumb people hitting themselves in the face.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I've, I've I've carefully curated my TikTok algorithm to be fun stuff. When I want (laughs) to like kill myself, I go to Twitter for that. Okay. TikTok is for cats and dudes jumping off of cliffs into shallow water and you know, dogs wearing makeup and stuff and twerking Travis
2: he's not joking yes, he literally and... sent me a TikTok video of a guy jumping off a cliff into very shallow water <laughs> and I, 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 I I'm gonna be honest I I, I am all. I never know what to expect when Matt sends me something
0: <laughs> yeah the, Paris was shook from that one I think I'll send it to you Travis it's good ship I <laughs> it? I
1: don't now, know. Matt I also want to ask you a follow up question about Twitter do you have no I don't mean to say that it's an insult either do you have any sort of presence or following on Twitter? Like, are you actually getting into heated debates, or are you more of, like, just a uh, part of the crowd?
0: I am a lurker, for the most okay. part. Most gotcha. of my engagement on Twitter <laughs> is uh, retweeting uh, Pokemon card giveaways, is mostly what uh, my engagement The, the uh, important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Entering into giveaways. <laughs> so...
2: Part of the reason that I'm not on Twitter is for the same reason is because I would just be a lurker. But there is someone we know, and I'm not going to say their name, but Matt and I know them more. Travis, you also know them this person posts on twitter constantly it's basically like a diary that no one reads gets no likes no comments <laughs> pretty sure no i know retweets. who you're talking about <laughs> yes and like i don't know sometimes they like their stuff like pops up as a notification so i'll go look at their twitter feed and i'm just like this is so sad does this like, person listen to the
1: podcast I doubt Maybe. it. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't
2: know. This person texted me not that long ago, and I did not respond because I don't like
0: them. Oh, woof. That was one detail too many, Paris. Uh, <laughs> if they are listening, wait, that might have been... you should cut that out, Matt. <laughs> cut, cut that cut out. It, cut, it, cut that out. Cut that, cut that. <laughs> Fuck. I should have said that part. <laughs> um, no, I think, you're, I think you're in the clear. Um. But yeah,
1: Twitter's where it's at. I've always been so intimidated by Twitter. I just feel like there's too much too many posts and I just feel like an ant in that space and so yeah it would have to be like a very specific thing I look up on Twitter but I'm not just like involving myself in the discourse like Matthew over here
0: see if you don't find yourself like intimidated by feeling like you have to like engage with it it's awesome like I just well, resign myself to not try what's the <laughs> point then to be too plugged That's in dude <laughs> I hear about it before anybody else, <laughs> and it's great for my hear mental health. What Matt? Hear it about sounds what? Like it. It's really good. Oh, dude, <laughs> Matt. Anytime, Matt watching a, five
1: minutes of Ricky Gervais just yeah. to respond to no one. Yeah, getting heated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did my homework. I did, I did oh my due diligence just so I could yeah, feel like I'm a part you, of no it. one. Poor Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It was burned. Oh, shit, I'm gonna delete my account going, while we're done with this. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, yeah. You guys want to talk men?
1: Oh yeah.
2: No. <laughs> Never.
0: All right, let's go ahead and do it then. So uh I believe I can find a clip somewhere. Let's uh, go ahead and listen in.
3: Hi.
2: Mrs. Marlowe, yes?
3: Harper, yes.
2: Do, come in.
0: The words I have to say. It's a beautiful well be house.
1: Simple, but true.
2: Will it just be you staying, or. Excuse me? Mrs. Marlowe?
1: No? no. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do.
2: Apple from the garden? Y-
1: yeah, it was delicious.
2: No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit.
3: Oh. God, sorry, I... I, I'm drinking. Oh. Uh.
0: Okay, so Men is the latest film from writer and director Alex Garland. Plot synopsis is a young woman goes on a solo vacation in the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Film stars Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinnear, and uh, that's that's basically it. There's a handful of other people in the movie, but um, Jesse and uh, Rory doing most of the of the legwork here. So, well, man, where do we start? Where do we start? Um, let me first just get out of the way that anybody who listens to the show knows that I adore Alex Garland's work. Smokina uh, it's one of my favorite films of all time, and uh, absolutely love Annihilation as well. So. Hype was real going into this one. So, um, Paris, I think you were on our Annihilation episode. Is that correct?
2: I sure was.
0: And you loved that film, if I'm remembering correctly, right?
2: Mm, I think you guys loved it, and I felt medium about it. Mm. If I'm remembering right.
0: It's been quite a while, so I can't quite remember. But I
1: it, believe Andrew was also on that episode. Yes, yes, for the old heads. Kind of. Of Tom's, a well, mm-hmm. friend of all of ours, but mostly Tom. Mm-hmm. Mostly Tom.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that guy in a while. I hope he's doing well. Andrew, if you're listening, miss you. Maybe we'll see you sometime. Um, and what about Ex Machina? Did I sh- did I show that to you, Paris, or did you see it? A- You've seen that movie, right?
2: Many times. I can't remember if you showed it to me or not, but I definitely it's definitely been a minute. So maybe.
0: Okay, I, I've shown that movie to a lot of people, so. I can never remember exactly who who I made watch that movie, but I love making watch people watch that movie. So, and uh, Travis, what about you? Let's talk about your relationship with
1: uh, Alex
0: Garman real quick.
1: Um, I am a fan, not as big of a fan as you. Um, I probably sound more negative on him than I actually am, just because I'm talking with you and you're so high on him right
0: (laughs) you come across as like a contrarian or something but (laughs) it's really just because i'm always just unloading praise on the guy
1: well and if you remember we did the um i forget which bracket was specifically maybe sci-fi but i had a huge problem making ex machina the best sci-fi movie of that bracket yes i remember I, i lost that battle
0: pretty sure you wanted that fart uh district nine to to beat it if i remember correctly that
1: sounds right (laughs) hold
2: on that was not a fart
0: (laughs) it's not a fart but i mean come on it it doesn't hang with i would say most of the other movies we include come on that that bracket (laughs) 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 hence why it didn't make the cut
1: and i do i do love annihilation i think the first time i watched it i was um didn't quite get it all but um Rewatching it helped uh, clear some things up and I am a huge fan of that. Probably a bigger fan of Annihilation than I am Ex Machina, but I do like both a lot.
0: Very cool. Okay. Well, now that we've laid the groundwork, any volunteers for who would like to go first with their general thoughts?
1: <clears throat> um, I mean, I can go I, if neither of you want to, but... I can go first. I don't really know what to expect from you guys. Matt, I hope you went in with um, without rose colored glasses on, but, um, we'll see. Uh, so initial reaction, pretty negative, mm. but I am warming up to it. The more I think about it and, you know, doing a little listening to podcasts and a little reading on the internet, I'm warming up to it, but I think I'm still on the negative side. Um, I think the biggest problem I had with it is it was pretty boring and didn't didn't feel like it's it used its runtime well like it, it wasn't like an overly long movie but I just feel like not a lot happened in the movie it's a big vibes movie I feel like and you're either in or out on those
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I think like what it's trying to say or like the themes it's dealing with it all it like, in one sense it feels a little too simple but then in another sense it feels a little too obtuse so i was struggling with that a bit and uh, some things i did like i thought the cinematography was great and i did like the sound design Mm -hmm. and i thought the performances were great as well Mm um i'm sure we'll get into the ending at some point
0: Oh, well, of course, we will. <laughs> we gotta. <laughs> I, so, I'm just gonna get say this up front that I think we should keep this section of the review to a minimum and as quick as we can move into spoilers just because I think I would rather not talk around things, you know, for as, as, as short a time as possible
1: just so we can talk freely. Um, sure. So, one last thing I'll say is um, I think there's some subtlety. That I missed, or maybe I'm just like not as well versed in some symbolism that was in the movie. But then at other times, there was some symbolism, or did that was just like way too in your face or obvious. And so I don't know. I just like part of me liked. Well, yeah, I liked parts of this movie, but also I think the main problem I had was just like the execution of it all. Like I like the idea of it, but I didn't didn't really love the execution and then real quick um it does feel kind of cliche as far as like elevated horror goes it just feels like it's treading familiar ground of other movies we've seen in the last I don't know five or ten years
0: sure I' see where you're coming from with that okay very cool Paris would you like to go next or should I go
2: I can go um I actually am surprised at how much I agree with Travis on this one. I really went in with just some super high expectations, which maybe wasn't the right way to go about this, but I think, Travis, you kind of said it pretty well. It's both overly simple and overly complicated, and I'm sure we'll get to more of that later. But I think that I had some issue with how literal I was supposed to take some stuff like how much was metaphorical and how much was supposed to be actually happening and kind of the message behind the movie I feel like the trailer based on the trailer I thought the message of the movie was going to be one thing and I think that got a little lost in my viewing of it um, I did really like the performances. Uh, the sound was like the score was really interesting, and I think the body horror was very visceral. I'm sure we'll talk about this in a moment, so I'm not going to get too into it. But I did really like that because it evoked a strong reaction from me with all of it, with all of the the true horror elements. But I was also kind of bored, especially in like the first act, there were parts where and I'm sitting in a theater, right? So I should be totally focused on the movie. And I found myself thinking not just about other things about the movie, but totally like thinking about like what I was going to do the next day. Like I just found my mind wandering and that's, I feel like a good horror, even if it's a slow burn should be engaging and not have me thinking about other things.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> well, um, I so I'll, I'll come out come out of the gate and say it's of his three feature films, this is definitely my least favorite uh, by by quite a quite a margin. Um, I did okay. like the movie overall quite a bit actually, um, but I do recognize that it's not completely effective and I do have some some issues with it which we'll get into but overall as a horror film I liked it a lot like when it's especially when it's playing in the like kind of home invasion adjacent realm like I was super into it. I was never bored. I think both of you said you were a little a little disengaged. I, I there was no point where I was bored. I was on board with it. I just think overall it's a, it's a bit messy. Like it lacks some of the like clarity and like coherence of vision that his previous features had, where it's just like, like you guys alluded to, it's either too obvious or it's just kind of unclear what he's going for. Like, it's just a a little bit messy with its message and you know, there's there's lots of like metaphor and allegory at play, which we can get into more when we are, you know, are in are in spoilers, but loved, loved the climax of the film, like the body horror sequence. I was super into that. It was one of the craziest things I've seen in a in a American like horror film, especially <laughs> one with some yeah. some money attached to it. Um I I really really like Jesse Buckley's performance. However, I think her character is pretty underwritten. Like she's largely just an allegory, you know, like she kind of just serves as a female vessel for horrible things to be done to, you know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. she's amazing in the movie, but like, I get it. Like I get the point, Uh, you know, the movie's message, I think it's it's clear what he's going for. I mean, I think part of the reason why this movie didn't resonate with me is that compared to let's say it, you know, Annihilation and Ex Machina, I can watch those movies over and over and I have watched those movies over and over. This one it, it's just unpleasant. You know what I mean? Like I get that the point is like men are trash and different <laughs> from different perspectives, it's all just you know horrible her being treated horribly by men and I guess that's part of the allegory but it's just kind of a miserable watch in a sense you know what I mean so I'm still conflicted with my feelings overall but generally speaking I did really like it maybe not really liked it liked it quite a bit I admire it a heck of a lot but it's just kind of messy I think is where I'm leaning at the present moment
1: that is fair. So Alex Garland did not save cinema with men.
0: He did not, unfortunately. I was waiting <laughs> for it, but was Damn. he
2: like supposed to?
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, he was gonna, and then oh yeah, now Matt it's all put a- that
1: on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Now <laughs> it's Darren Aronofsky is our last hope. Him and Brendan Fraser. It's our last hope <laughs> to save <laughs> cinema.
1: Wait. I mean, if there was a movie to on, save cinema, on, on. it would Dary be that. Yeah, he's
0: got a movie coming out called you the Talk Whale. About new movie? Yeah, the Whale.
2: Yeah, that's not gonna save cinema. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be awesome.
1: Oh, Paris.
2: Just yeah. you wait and <laughs> see. On. Just
0: you wait and see. Oh my
2: God! I'm already creaming your jeans. <laughs> movie.
0: Um. Yeah. So, overall, you know. Uh, i like a lot of things about it but not a perfect film by any stretch matt to sum issues. up your thoughts for you I'll yes please do, do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah to to piggyback on what you were saying about her character and it kind of being like one note you know mm-hmm. i feel the same way about her husband or ex or whatever you want to call him um i just feel like within the flashbacks we didn't learn too much about them and then yeah the whole movie we don't learn too much about her she's like really just defined by her like trauma or grief
0: Mm -hmm. which you know is not inherently uninteresting like I I do think there's there is some stuff particularly with the vicar character I think that is a, a little bit more interesting narratively but with the husband, it's like, I I don't know. It, it could it couldn't be more on the nose. You know what I mean? Like, we see her with a bloody nose in the trailers, and it's like, oh, you find out why she has a bloody nose, and it's like, of course, you know. <laughs> it's so it's just that character. There's no dimension to that character, and I think that's part of the point. Like, I think part of the reason maybe why I liked it more than you guys is I just kind of resigned myself to the fact that I'm watching... Let me rephrase it. I, I I kind of reoriented myself about 30 minutes or so into the movie and just kind of tried to watch it as a horror movie as opposed to, like, a heady exploration of, like, trauma and gender roles and cycles of violence, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I... There's some of that there, but... F- for the most part it's it's um pretty pretty heavy-handed and ultimately kind of uninteresting, you know. So I kind of oh. started watching it as a horror movie and enjoying it more for it.
1: That is not a good sound. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's fixed now, Paris. You when you were unmuting there was like a weird oh, it was no. a weird sound happening. It's gone now. Right?
1: Oh.
2: Um yeah, I don't know. I find that interesting because I think that if you were to view this as pure horror, it it would only be interesting in the third act, truly. And some of the middle. But I think it... My issue with it is that it feels like it's set up to be this, like, heady exploration of trauma and misogyny. And it just, like, falls really flat in all of those elements for me. And... You know, it's interesting that you said that you feel like her character and the husband's character are pretty one note, because I think that despite him playing multiple characters, I think Rory Kinnear's characters are also very one note. I think every character in the film is there to serve a purpose, and that's it, and we don't really get any exploration of of anything beyond that.
1: Yes, well, each of yeah. uh, Rory Kinnear's characters are just like different levels or examples of toxic masculinity.
2: Exactly. And like, I don't know, it just... Uh, I really like Ex Machina. I felt medium about Annihilation, but I think that had more to do with me reading the book and et cetera. I wanted to go into this with an open mind, but I think that... Alex Garland was trying to do something that maybe he isn't equipped to do. Like, I think he was trying to... (sighs) I don't know quite how to put this. Like, he... I think he was trying to be, like, misogyny is bad. Toxic men, bad. But, like, duh? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I I didn't see anything interesting about that exploration.
0: Yeah, uh, like, I... What's interesting is that, at like if if you view if you view it as like a, a horror movie specifically like a like a visceral, I, I know the body horror mostly just occurs in the, in the climax of the film, but like when you view it as a horror movie, I'm a little bit more forgiving of character roles that are essentially caricature isn't the word i'm looking for but they're they're all very uh,
3: their purpose one
0: note. yeah well one no i mean they they serve a very specific purpose and i do think it kind of comes across as like mansplaining misogyny in a sense you know what i mean because it's just so mm-hmm. heavy-handed but i don't think it's necessarily concerned with like being thoughtful when it comes to like its exploration of, of misogyny and violence against women. Like I think it's intentionally heavy handed for the purposes of setting up this like very strange, very graphic climax. I just don't know that it's necessarily handled as deftly as I was, as I would expect from, from him. It's just, um, I like, you you had said that you you as a straight horror movie, you think it's like kinda of boring up until the end. Like I think when you look at the first act of the film, it's a lot of setup. It's a lot of like, oh, this guy with the buck teeth is 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 weird, but you know, like there's something weird going on here, but you know, it's like establishing the the, the narrative. In the second act, there's a lot of like that's where some of the home invasion stuff happens where like the naked man is like outside the window and she doesn't see him. Like that type of stuff is really well done. Um, You know, the, the out in the woods, like seeing him initially and taking the picture. Like I think that stuff is, is awesome. So as a horror movie, it really worked for me. I wasn't, it didn't bore me. Um, So I, I think in a lot of ways it follows like a, 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 typical setup for you know a standard three-act horror film it's just not as simple as that and I think where he tries to introduce some nuance into it is where he gets himself into a little bit of trouble I guess
2: (laughs) I have a question for you guys and maybe this would be better answered after we do spoilers but um, how much do you think of the movie was metaphorical and how much do you think was literal
0: Mm, I mean I think we can flesh that out in spoilers but I would say it is from like the second half on mostly open to interpretation (coughs) intentionally I think mostly not real though I would say especially when you get into the, the the more kind of like graphic like uh, like supernatural, I guess you could call it situations is definitely so from where... your
2: perspective. The parts that like, like the, the horror parts are probably more metaphorical.
0: I think that it's not super useful to, to, to view this particular movie in that way. Like um, a little behind the scenes here. After we record this, we're planning on recording a digest episode and we're going to talk about Perfect Blue. I think that question that you just posed is a lot more interesting in the context of that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's also a question I was yeah. going to ask for that one. <laughs> this this movie, I don't think... He, that that like That's not really a concern of mine. I would go on to say that n- maybe none of it None of it, maybe. Is yeah, more, I, th- I think it's supposed know?
1: to be ambiguous, and it's also, I feel like you're supposed to watch it through her perspective, which is not maybe a reliable one, so... Mm.
0: Okay. Outside of the setup, like, why she's there and what happened, like, I believe all of that. Anything beyond that, though, once the, 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 the lines between reality and fiction start to blur, mm-hmm. I don't really put much credence into any of that actually being literal you know
2: sure. the reason I was asking is because I watched this with Kurt and you know full disclosure he loved it absolutely loved it oh, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, he actually uh, equated it a lot to the Silent Hill games where a lot of the games are about kind of going through your own personal hell about uh, things that you've done in your life. And they are little literal representations of metaphorical things, essentially, yeah. kind of like in this movie. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of guilt involved and different things. And he found that like he really connected those two together. And he was like, that's why I liked it so much. It felt very much like that's what she was going through. She was going through her own personal hell. And whether it's real or not doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious of like, because he had kind of like had this whole thing and then he even thought some other things that I can't talk about quite yet till we get spoilers. But I just was curious because I guess I saw it in a less, I, I, I think I saw it more literal and I think that's maybe why my initial impression was actually even harsher than it is now where I was like, oh, maybe it's more meant to be interpretive
0: yeah I mean I think I think it's going for all of these men it's it's very intentional that all of the men are played by the same actor except for her husband like I think they're all just different manifestations of of misogyny right and the different ways that men commit violence against women so I don't think because like it's interesting that all of the men have Rory Kinnear's face but she doesn't like in within the diegesis of the film she doesn't acknowledge that right like there's never a moment where we're meant to believe that she where she goes hey are you all related right or something like that you know what I mean like it's even though we as an audience can recognize that they're all they all have the same face like it's very similar to the the concept of um Anomalisa, Charlie Kaufman's film, where all of the characters are voiced by the same person, except for one, you know, kind of dealing with some of the similar themes or going for a similar effect, I guess, with that, that choice. Um, So I would view them more as like, like you said, like literal, within the film, literal representations of, of allegory, the allegory being men are shit, basically, is the whole movie, which, is a little, like we've already said, a little one note. So, um, any other general thoughts that you guys want to throw out there before we give star ratings and, and move into spoilers? No?
2: Um, I just had I, one I think other I'm
1: good.
2: thing, uh, that yeah. I didn't obviously pick up on while I was watching it, but I was, uh, reading some things and watching some things about it and apparently uh this movie that is about uh uh violence towards women essentially like misogyny and how that you know all that jazz um doesn't pass the bechdel test and i kind of and some people are like maybe that's on purpose and i was like i feel like that is something that alex garland probably didn't wasn't even paying attention to and i thought that was interesting
0: well, I mean, it would be
1: wait this very hard to pass do that. It.
2: right
0: well, there's only two there's only two other Sorry, women receptors. in the whole film, yeah,
2: right, and she talks to her friend on the phone multiple times throughout it, and apparently, like i said i I didn't notice this, but apparently they don't talk long enough without men being mentioned to have it pass
0: the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. And
1: can you guys hear I'm me? Not
0: surprised. Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Yeah, just making sure. <laughs> I feel like my audio is a little weird right now. A little jank. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I I know what the Bechdel test is. I'm familiar with it, but um, I would have thought that it would have passed between the yeah the two female characters talking on the phone. But I didn't pay that close attention to it, so
2: yeah.
1: On record, this movie did not pass it. Is that what you're saying?
2: That's what I've seen in a bunch of places. Again, like I wasn't thinking about that while I was watching, but just doing some reading up on that. That's where a bunch of places said, yeah.
0: I mean that well, that makes had sense. no right
1: to make this movie. What a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not what I was trying to say with that. I just thought I'm it was just
1: kidding. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting thing that like it kind of which is kind of like what some people in, like like what matt would call the online discourse um mm-hmm. <laughs> what some people were talking about whether it's like it's written by written and directed by a man about men not being great like is that well the, quite, i don't know i think
1: what makes it transcends the test right yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) if he got interviewed he'd probably acknowledge that it was part of his intent his authorial intention that well and that that is something a
2: lot of a lot of things have said like this doesn't pass the bechdel test maybe intentionally and i was like "Mm, maybe
0: yeah I i think that's less of the problem and more of the problem for people being that like he made he's a man who made a movie about men how men treat women you know it's like who what kind of interesting perspective could he possibly have and i think what the irony is that i think ex machina and annihilation are much more interesting in their gender politics that's what i was just gonna
2: say is ex machina i think is a really interesting look at like like you said, like gender politics and how that works, and how, like, I I I think that's a much more interesting, in depth, complicated look at gender politics. Whereas this, I feel like, didn't was try. I think it's part of it is that it was trying to do that too too much,
0: or at least came across like it, like he, that's what he was trying to do. And I think I mean
2: the movie's called Men. It's a horror movie. Called men he could have called it anything else And I think the Going into it I would have maybe thought or felt Differently about it
0: yes you know Oh yeah yeah. I agree Okay you guys ready to give star rings? Let's do it It's gonna be Four stars Out of five for me
1: I am going with a 2.5 for now
0: Oh
2: Um, I'm going to go with a three, but I do think there's potential to go up to a 3.5, maybe on a rewatch.
0: Mm-hmm. The potential for me is always five stars with Alex Garland, I will say, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, right now, first watch, uh, solidly a four star film. Jerk um, off in your general direction. <laughs> Gotta get that uh, half star Garland bump, you know what I mean? If it wasn't him, if I watched this movie and it wasn't him, you know, I probably would have made some excuse to give it a lower score. But you know, I am's who I am's, you know what I mean? All right.
1: Yeah, all right. you're not you're not biased whatsoever. No.
0: To be fair, I don't think I went into <laughs> it. <laughs> I did my best to view this without bias, and I, I I I admit maybe it colored my viewing a little bit, but I did try my best to uh recognize the the flaws in it you know what i mean
1: i mean there's a lot to like about it i th- like you could easily say like fuck you to this movie i could see that as being like a totally like reasonable response to it but yeah, like yeah there's a lot of strong things about it it's just for me it didn't fully click or you know and mm-hmm. it wasn't even that enjoyable for me to watch like i enjoyed parts of it and aspects of it but like thinking back to my time in the theater was like not a great experience. And so for me can only go so high on this watch, but um, it could definitely go up on rewatch. I don't think it could go much lower than 2.5, at least for me. Right.
2: Yeah. It's still a quality movie.
1: Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's move into
0: spoilers. So um, let's, let's start with that fucking batshit final, what, let's say 20 minutes of the film. I mean, I think part of what I admire most about this movie is that there's just no fucking way you could see that coming. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these movies, there's there's a a much more predictable version of this movie, and Alex Garland was just like, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to make the grossest, like, visual manifestation of, like, the cycle of violence and it was just, uh, it just kept going on and on, like the birthing, it like really all of went the characters for
2: so long, so long. And every,
0: it just seemed like it got grosser every time. Like when, like I think it was one of the last ones where the the one was born like feet first, like the feet coming out of the mouth and like, oh my God. And I don't know how they filmed it, but it seemed like it was pretty practical. At least it looked practical. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't know what they did Someone had
2: feet in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It looked good for sure. It did look good. Yes. I was loving that. People were losing their minds in my theater. (laughs)
2: I was one of those people but I wanted to ask you guys did you also have a preview for David Cronenberg's new film yes before Uh okay I I thought what I hadn't heard that David Cronenberg had a new movie coming out this year in June not that long from now and I was like oh shit and then once the body horror started I was like what a perfect preview for this movie (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. it's the perfect movie to to definitely like have a preview for like (laughs) yeah Oh my was...
2: god. I just I I'm I'm not I don't have to often do this, but there was a couple of times mostly during the birthing scenes where I had to look away, look back, look away, look back. Kurt was laughing at me because I was so repulsed. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I actually think that having such a visceral reaction is good i i think that that's positive but usually i have a very strong stomach and i just couldn't look at i think birthing is gross i'm sorry i'm not having kids i don't plan on having kids i think birth is gross in general and then to have a man many men birth so many things out of so many parts of their body i just I couldn't handle it. I could not hang. Well and the
0: There's... fact that they turn into like carcasses when they crawl out of it, just like the skin bag just
2: like well, left the first on the one, ground. The first one I thought was the worst because it had like a vagina. And then I think probably the one where the feet came out first was was the worst. I uh I just like thinking about it is making me feel ill.
3: <laughs>
0: one of the one of the letterbox reviews for this movie is just has Alex Garland ever seen a pussy before? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it it was pretty gnarly. Um Travis, you haven't said much yeah, about I mean, your reaction. Earth is gnarly. No, I know.
1: Yeah. Um well, yeah, I think gnarly is a better word to describe birth in gross. Paris, birth is beautiful. Okay. It's really not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't
2: I think everyone who wants to have kids should have kids. I think that's awesome. I still think birth is gross. I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed of thinking that.
0: Hey, it's men cool. are it, violent it, it, and birth pe- produces men, therefore birth is violence. People poop themselves <laughs> when they give birth,
2: okay? People poop themselves when they give birth. A baby could be coming out. I'm just a river of shit, and if that's not gross, I don't know what is.
1: That's hilarious. I I hear you.
0: Diarrhea birth. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. So the climax (laughs) was uh, pretty insane. Mm -hmm. I definitely appreciated the boldness. Um, I think, like, because I wasn't necessarily vibing with the movie, I didn't have. It wasn't as impactful for me or didn't have i didn't have as much of a strong reaction to it other than it just being like kind of crazy and ridiculous but i did think about uh if chelsea were to watch this movie and (laughs) she probably would have passed out (laughs) like seeing her reaction to that climax would be priceless like i don't (laughs) i just Mm. yeah because um she saw the trailer for Men and was like, absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. Never, never, never. You know, yeah. she doesn't like horror movies. But like I was trying to get her to come with me and was like, oh, you can just like close your eyes during the scary parts. But, you know, she wasn't having it. But that's like the first yeah, thing I thought of her. when that scene was <laughs> happening was like, just imagine if Chelsea was sitting here with me. <laughs> uh, it would be good.
2: Matt, did you see this with Haley?
0: Yes. Yes. She. I'm
2: curious. Did she have a similar reaction?
0: Um. She. She liked it. I think. I haven't actually asked her what her star rating would be, but uh, similar to mine. If I were to guess her star rating, I think she would probably go like three point five. I can't remember if she actually rated it or not, but she she liked it, and she also she she likes body horror like I do, so she also thought the the climax was fucking nuts. Um, Kurt
2: gave it a five I can't get over this
1: Is Kurt on Letterboxd?
2: He's not I'll, I'll tell him to get on Damn. But yeah. he I, he gave it a five to me I said what well, would you give a star rating to this Because <laughs> when he's like I love it I'm like okay but give it a number rating Or I don't know what you're talking about um, <laughs>
0: Right but how much <laughs> <laughs> He said a full five stars
2: I was shooketh a little bit
0: hmm. Interesting um, Okay so we've talked about the ending Um so, what, how did you guys interpret the the naked man character? I mean, is that supposed to be, like, some variation of, like, Adam? Is that what it's going for?
2: I thought he was a witch. So, I kind of, especially before the end, I, because the church has those very, uh, the, the, you know crying face the male crying face and then like the giving birth maybe female
0: yeah uh, you're talking about like the stone the stone yeah and they flash
2: back to that a couple times so i was kind of like oh maybe this town is like a cult thing and i don't think this is literal necessarily i think this might be allegory or whatever but i did think that he seemed like a witch, wizard, magic-y type person. Like, someone who lives in the woods and, like, knows the old magic and he's, like, a part of it, but, like, I don't know. Do you guys know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I know what you mean. Like
2: More from, I I thought of him less, like, less as, like, a stand-in for Adam. Although, that is a, a fair point, you know, with her eating the apple and all that, but I think that from my perspective, I was like, he's definitely like the witchy person and that's tying this all together.
0: Yeah. I think uh, like I was viewing it as like an allegory for like violence against women goes all the way back to like Eve committing the cardinal sin. You know what I mean? So like the fact that he's like a tree man, you know, like cut a, cut a, a slit in his forehead and like stuck the leaf in it. Like, he was like a representation of like the, you know, like basically insinuating that the cycle of violence of men against women dates all the way back to the creation of man was kind of how I viewed that character was like, he was supposed to be this like ethereal, like representation of basically like the tree, whatever the, in the, in the garden of Eden come to life (laughs) basically is kind of how I interpreted it. Um
2: you think he was supposed to represent the tree of knowledge?
0: Kind. Well, I think some, some variation of that. Like, I do think... Uh, part of the reason why I think the movie doesn't fully succeed is that that kind of stuff is not... It's not made explicit, but the other stuff, like, you know, like you alluded to, the forbidden fruit thing where she, like, literally is watched as she eats the fruit and then the guy makes a joke like, oh, forbidden fruit, mustn't eat the forbidden fruit. Kind, You know, it's just like so <laughs> on the nose. like, So like that. Yeah. that's how I chose to read it, but I was a little uh,
1: befuddled, I will say. Yeah, I think that's part of the movie that could have been expounded upon a bit more. Like the symbolism was a little too... I mean, yeah, it was obvious with like pointing out the whole forbidden fruit thing, but then... Yeah, his character, the whole green man or whatever, I feel like could he could have gave man. us a a little more.
0: Yeah, I wish I... Yeah, I mean, I, I think he probably was trying to make it ambiguous. So good yeah. for him, I guess, but... <laughs>
2: I agree, though. I think that that's kind of what I meant earlier when I said some things are too simple and some things are too complicated. Like it sort of seemed like maybe there was a cult and maybe there was something else going on and it kept flashing back to that stone figure and that was the part that i wish was a little a little less complicated a little less obtuse like yeah we get it men are bad like we're going on men are bad men are committing violence against women all the time every man's the same yeah like i just kind of felt like that was yeah okay the kind of the message from the beginning but then Part of the reason why this didn't resonate with me as much is because I felt like the movie maybe had more to say, but what it was saying was so up for interpretation that it didn't communicate very well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And clearly it's going for like, it's trying to get the fact across that basically since the dawn of time it has always been this way. Like there's the, the, there's the garden of Eden, the forbidden fruit thing. There's the, the, the body horror climax. There's the, the, the Vicar character makes a reference uh, in his scene in the climax. He mentions Ulysses and the sirens, you know, it's like, basically it's always been framed as like women, being some sort of force for men to overcome, you know, like Ulysses being tempted by the sirens and trying to get him to crash his ship and die at at sea, you know, like basically trying to like provide historical context. I just, in those scenarios, it's so literal. And then in other scenarios, it's like, I don't know. I just wish there was a little bit, I like that he's trying to be provocative, sure, but I just wish there was a little bit more clarity to to his vision, I guess, is ultimately where I land on it. And, and you know, maybe on a rewatch, it'll it'll be more clear to me. Maybe some of these, you know, so, some of these things that come across as, like, being a little too on the nose, like, maybe in context with some of the other stuff will start to make more sense, and I don't know, but it's just... Um, On its surface his messiest film, I guess, is probably the most accurate way to put it.
2: Literally.
0: Yes. Literally. Um, oh how awesome was the the knife the knife through the arm through the mail slot. That was Ugh. Did you guys cringe pretty hard watching that? That That was was another one
2: where I had to keep looking back and looking away and looking back to make sure the scene was done because I couldn't. That and when the split hand arm wrapped around her neck. Oh, where he's like choking her. (laughs) Oh, God, that was. Those were the two hardest parts of the movie for me.
0: Well, and it's also interesting. I, I find that fascinating because it's it's Viscerally, it's one of the most effective scenes in the film, but narratively, it also serves a purpose because that's where it crystallizes that these men are all one and the same. Because from that moment forward, the different representations they all manifest with that fucked up arm. You know what I mean? So it serves a narrative purpose too, because that's where it really, like from that point forward, you really can't view it as literal. You know what I mean? Because they're all different men, but they all have the same like wound. So that's really where like the it, the climax like really starts to progress because that's where you really start to lose touch with like, okay, what the fuck is happening? These are all the same person kind of thing.
2: Well, and then when it comes back to her husband, you realize, oh, right. He when he whether he jumped or fell out of the window when he fell, he split his arm up. Mm hmm right on the fence and he hurt his side and he and that was kind of where i was like okay like they're all one thing including her husband but like i don't know i just I, i i wanted that to be more and it wasn't enough
0: well so the husband character i'm glad you brought him up again because i think that's a good segue to talk about the very end of the film well, okay, not not the very end. The very end is when the friend shows up at the villa, which I, I, mm-hmm. we can talk about that too. But when the the birthing sequence comes to a close and the final manifestation is her husband, and he, she asks him, I can't remember exactly what the exchange was, but she asks him some variation of, "Why are you? Why, like, why are you doing this?" And his answer is, "For your love." Is that right? Am I remembering that right? Some variation of that, right? He was—he basically expresses that he. Is I think doing she says, "What do love.
1: you want?" or something like that.
0: Maybe that's it. What do you want? And then he says, "Your love," something yeah. like that. Okay. How do you guys feel about that? Like, part of me, I guess, finds that a little bit more interesting than some of the other, you know. <laughs> That's a little bit – at least there's a little bit more nuance to that, but it's also a little bit, like, I don't know, maybe too simple. Paris, what was your perspective?
2: Yeah, I actually really didn't like that part. I found it antithetical to, like, all the stuff that had come before it because it felt like like we were supposed to forgive the husband –
0: Right. You know? Like kind of condescending to women, maybe, that it's like yeah. oh, we're doing this out men do this because we love you women. <laughs> you know, like I think
2: Yeah, it felt like it felt like most of the movie were supposed to be on her side. We're supposed to feel disgusted, horrified, we we don't wanna like be a part of this, etc. And then that part where she's just very calm and they're sitting on the couch and he almost gets like a redemption it felt like i did not like that he treated her poorly he whether he jumped or fell he was acting in an extremely erratic way that wasn't her fault like i just i didn't like the implication that we were supposed to forgive or or feel any kind of empathy for the husband
1: I read that kind of differently, just um, because he says he wants her love. So it's like he's expecting something from her or wants something in return from her. And that just like further, like, yeah, it it further goes with like the theme of the movie uh, of like men, like wanting something from women or like um like not giving them the benefit of the doubt or like blaming them, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like he's looking yeah. for something from her rather than giving her something. Like it's a, it's like almost a responsibility that he's looking um
2: like it's her responsibility to give him her love.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the it's okay. the entitlement. Yeah. I think it's cuz I also interpreted it similar similarly in that like I, I think a lot of people have interpreted it the way you have Paris and I think that's part of the reason why there's been a, f- a fair amount of backlash against the movie and I, I I do think it's fair but I I like I didn't read it as we're supposed to like forgive him if anything it made me dislike him even more you know what I mean like I think part of the point is that after all of that, his only justification is, you know, I wanted you to love me. You know what I mean? And I think I read it as, like, it was almost pathetic that you could do all of this and do, uh, commit all of these horrible atrocities in the name of of what? Saying because you wanted that person's love? Like, for it was more for me like a sense of entitlement that I think was gross. And I... Kind of like that, but at the same time, I was also like, "eh, I don't know." It felt a little um, that felt heavily written. You know what I mean? Like it felt like that was kind of the setup. Like that that felt like a punchline yeah. to me. You know, and and less of like a like a logical conclusion to the story. It just kind of felt like that's what we were leading toward the whole time, and I don't know. I find find it interesting but I can totally see why people would have that, the same interpretation you did Paris. Very cool. Okay. Well, anything else you guys want to bring up?
1: Uh Jeffrey as a character was awesome. Wanted more Jeffrey.
0: <laughs> oh, Which Jeff Jeffrey's Jeffrey? the 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 guy the main
1: uh, like landlord. Yeah. The one on the poster. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, Just some of his lines of dialogue and I don't know, just the the look and vibe of him. I I was loving Jeffrey.
0: (laughs) Well, his, he's interesting. Like of, of all of, of his characters that he plays, his is at at least the most interesting because his manifestation of misogyny is like, you know, uh, assuming, gender roles kind of you know what mm-hmm. i mean and just making assumptions like about a, her role as
1: school, like, like viewpoint of it yeah yeah it's part of yeah. It. Yeah.
0: yeah so he, he at least was not completely despicable you know until he like takes the car and is like because remember that really weird sound he's making when it cuts to him in the car driving at her Mm -hmm. That was very jarring. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Was
2: that the same sound that the man was making when she was running away from him in the woods?
0: It could have been. That's
2: what I thought. I thought it was that same like, ah, sound.
0: It may have been. If that's the case, I didn't make that connection. Uh, All I know is it was gnarly.
2: (laughs) What I realized is watching a trailer after is when she's or maybe watching a clip after is when she's in the woods, the man that she sees the shadow of where you just see him from very far away through that bridge tunnel is wearing clothes.
0: Is he? Oh, is he?
2: Yes. He has to be wearing clothes. There's, there's like shadows, like, like watching the clip. He is definitely wearing clothes. And then obviously when he comes out, he's not wearing clothes. Hmm. And so that's why I was thinking it's like already like their one being or whatever. But I that's why I thought the sound sure. was probably the same sound that that naked man that made
0: that he was making earlier. Yeah, interesting. Um. Oh, one thing that we haven't talked about that we need to talk about is what did you guys think of the teenager and this like the CG of like putting Rory Kinnear's face. Terrible. I hated it. I also terrible. It. Yeah, it was bad. I
2: also. <laughs> like the fact that she, okay the fact that she doesn't acknowledge the other people that look in town like him because some of them like the cop like I didn't immediately clock that it was the same person. I was like that looks similar but it didn't look so off. But the fact that it was like a child or a teen or whatever like that child had an old man's face. Like, yeah, because of the CG
1: weird. it was it was hard to even like understand what that character was or is like it was it was like is right. that a kid or is that like a kid with a man face is that a man in right. a child's like she body was like, oh, what is to... going on
2: yeah like when she was like oh i'm used to teenagers yell at me i was like is that a teenager <laughs> i thought that was an old small man
0: <laughs> see that's it's unfortunate that that is how it is right because Clearly, the intention is that it's just a teenager, right? But for the movie to work, it needs to look like Rory Kinnear. So they just—it
2: didn't. Though it could have just been someone that looked similar to him, you know, like it didn't need to be so CGI terribly on his face.
0: Sure, that's fair. But I mean, it—I get—I get get what you're saying. I think if the CG was better, it, it would have worked just fine the problem is that it looks like a man's face is sloppily put on a, a teenager's body you know what i mean yeah like that's it's just the uncanny aspect of it and maybe that was the intention mm. maybe he was going yeah. for like a, a creepy uncanny thing but it, it it came across as goofy and did not work for me those are the only so- moments where i was like uh. Okay, I, I get why you're doing it, but just I don't know.
2: I feel like it would have been more hey. effective if the if the teen or whatever had left the, the mask on woman mask on the whole time. Yeah.
0: Or at least briefly. Like if we only see the fucked up CG face for like two seconds, fine. You know? But the fact that there's like an extended conversation they have about playing hide and seek is just like bad. It's not bad. Good. Yeah. What were we about to say, Travis?
1: Oh. Nothing will be as bad as the uh, Chris Evans face on the skinny body in um, Captain America. <laughs>
0: First Avenger. Oh, I dude.
2: think that is better than this old man schoolboy. Oh, because you at least see with the Chris Evans again. face, I knew that was supposed to be Chris <laughs> Evans and just a scrawny body. But like old man, young so boy, bad. I was like, is he supposed to be an old man or is he supposed to be a young boy? Like I didn't get it.
0: To be fair, that was also, what, 11 years ago?
1: Yeah, but it's Marvel. I mean, come on, they got disposable money.
2: Um, did you see fucking Mark Ruffalo in the super Hulk outfit where he's like a CGI head on that tiny robot body? It looks terrible. And that was like a few years ago.
0: You know what probably happened is they blew all of the budget on the birthing scene and they only had like a thousand bucks left in the budget, so they're just like <laughs> Had some college kid like CG Rory Kinnear's face on a teenager and they called it good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like they would have just been better off not including a kid as one of the, the men in the town. If right. they you know yeah, to get that it wasn't necessary. to get that whole point or like construct across.
0: Right. It's men, not boy, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> nice 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 okay anything else you guys want to mention
1: no done with men oh nope. yeah
2: yeah me too
0: <laughs> Me <three. laughs> very cool okay um let's take a brief break and uh we will be right back and, and we'll talk a little bit about uh what else we've been watching uh stay tuned we'll be right back all right so we're back Uh, Before we dive into what else we've been watching, I would like to briefly have a conversation about Las Vegas. We have all been there now. Travis had his bachelor party there. Paris has been a handful of times and uh, is going to be there this weekend. I have been there. So I have to ask, do you guys believe in the theory that they pump the casinos full of oxygen? Or something, some sort of voodoo magic that makes it difficult to get drunk. How do you guys no. feel about that? No.
2: I think if they pump in oxygen, it's because they have so many people in there. It wouldn't get you drunk. You can't get drunk off oxygen. No, no, no. no. I'm saying no. it's
0: difficult to get drunk. Because of the, the 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 myth or whatever, the urban legend is that the casinos pump the, the, the pump the air full of extra oxygen. Plenty
2: of times in Las Vegas, so I would say no.
1: Interesting. Yeah, what it's hard think, to guys? say for me because, like, when I was at my most drunk, I was not like in a casino setting. Like, I wasn't really drunk mm-hmm. in a casino setting. But hmm. I definitely got fucked up in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I
2: guess my most drunk well, was tell you. <laughs> at a pool club party, or on Fremont Street, where I was in and out of. Casinos, so I don't know. I don't gamble very much, so I don't stay in the casino that long.
1: Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, I I uh, I touched the moon one night, so I definitely felt. I think the Travis was a
2: little more than drunk. <laughs> 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 you're not touching the moon if you're just drinking. <laughs> yeah, just crushing Sculpin IPA
0: touching the moon. Fourteen dollars Sculpin IPAs, huh? Well, so it sounds Actually, like we all have had vastly different Vegas experiences, like all three of well, us. Well, you
2: also <laughs> went with your family. That's a very different experience than going with.
3: Yeah, okay, but party. you need the
0: context of my mom and dad fucking loved to party. Okay. I know so they love to party.
2: No, I do know that your parents are are cool party people. But I truly think it's different when you're out with your friends and your friends are also the people that make sure you get back to your hotel and you're like, how did I get back here? There's no way to know. I think it's just different with your parents. Uh,
1: Your parents aren't trying to touch the moon is what we're getting at, Matt.
2: I guess. Yeah, I also touched the moon the last time I was in (laughs) Vegas, if I'm being honest. We talked about this off air, but I got very
0: dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) i get i get your point but both both of my parents got drunker than i got drunk in vegas so it's not like
2: but you're also a little bit responsible for your parents your parents are a little bit responsible for you like when i'm with my friends everyone's responsible for themselves you know what i mean like we're all just doing the most
0: I plan to touch the moon when I'm in Vegas this weekend. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Like Matt, I said, very, never... very different Vegas experiences. Cause <laughs> also, that's not what I'm going for.
2: Matt, I know you've never touched the moon, but do you remember that one time when we tried <laughs> to touch the moon and we went to a park and it was like daylight out and we we're like, no, never mind.
0: Yeah, and you were like touching plants, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was trying Matt's to touch like, the moon. I don't see the moon. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, where's this and fucking I like, moon I keep hearing about?
2: I was really trying hard. I was touching plants, and I was like, there's no moon here.
0: You were trying to take off on the rocket, but you were barely leaving the ground. Is what I you're was saying. not
2: leaving the ground. I was inside
0: there the rocket There's
1: no moon, firmly. but we have plants. Down here, we have plants at least.
0: <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I basically just smoked and drank and played slot machines the whole time i was there you know so you fit right in see, yeah you're doing it wrong come to
2: vegas with me and travis see Here i
0: feel go. like i was doing it right i don't i don't know <clears throat> i don't know maybe not i don't think you no, can do that <laughs> I, 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 there's not so many interested. things to
1: do and like you know avenues you can take in vegas it's like It's not a wrong way to do it necessarily. For me, it felt like a trial run. I'd never been, I learned some things, and when I go back, I will be more equipped. Yes. Not well equipped, but more equipped. There's no place like it. I'll say that. I would say, Matt,
2: and for maybe anyone that's listening, one highlight that I had was I got a solid to like a VIP thing in like a rooftop bar by just like looking online, and it was free. It was totally free and we were able to get VIP into this club and it was like a really fun date club and they even had like free ladies drinks for two hours while we were there so we got drinks for everyone like it was a really low-cost way to have fun and I would highly recommend to anyone that's going to like look
0: into that. So you like Groupon's your way into a VIP pool party? No, it's not Groupon. It's it's, it's it's club promoters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind
2: of, but it's like club promoters that want women in there. Oh, uh, you they're retweeted like, the mean.
0: club's giveaway tweet for access to the, uh, the pool party. No, dude. You're I'm not
2: on Twitter. You literally, it's so easy. You just go on these websites and they're like, hey, we want people to come. And it's, it's really low key and easy to do.
0: Sure. Rooftop pool party isn't really my vibe, I think is what I'm getting at. Um,
2: I think you would have fun.
0: Maybe I spent mo- to- I spent a lot of time hating being in Vegas While I was in Vegas <laughs> I love Vegas wrong, but Glenn. I spent most of my time n- Not you're wanting to be wrong. there
2: <laughs> You're not touching the moon
1: <laughs> Well maybe you were in the wrong spots then Matt You gotta spend less time That's <laughs> what I'm saying We'll go to Vegas
0: sometime <laughs> Don't worry about it Alright we'll, we'll have to plan uh, Extended uh, the, the, the Cinephiles Digest uh, Cinematic Universe Vegas retreat. <laughs> Andrew will be there. We'll fucking get Tom out of the house for once. It's gonna be huge. Wow. It, that could be. Huge. It's gonna. Kurt's gonna be there. Anyone who's ever guested on the show. It's gonna be insane. A, no, a party of glad,
2: I know you guys are joking, but we should do that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon for uh, access to the uh, <laughs> the the Cinephiles Digest. Vegas Only ninety nine
2: dollars per month.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: the the cream team tier.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get you one entry. So if you want to like make some uh, Smurf accounts to get multiple uh, <laughs> entries, feel free. <laughs> um. All right, that's enough nonsense. Let's let's talk about what we've been watching. Um, can I get some TV out of the way real quick? You guys cool with that?
1: Go for it. Sure.
0: Have either of you watched
1: Severance? Nope, I've but I've heard two a lot of things.
0: Severance rules. Paris, two episodes. Are you in or are you out?
2: Oh, I am in. Yes.
0: Yeah. From the first episode, I was like, what is happening? I need to know. Immediately, yes. It's, I will say that it only gets better. Like, that's one of those shows that, like, only gets more interesting as it progresses. Um... Very, very good show. Haley and I watched it. We binged it over the course of I don't know, maybe three or four days. That's a fucking good show. Travis, you're interested but haven't pulled the trigger yet?
1: Yeah, you know me in TV. Interested, but will I pull the trigger? Probably not. Is there any T V in your life currently?
0: What was what was the last season of television mm. that you watched? Do you know?
1: Um, I did watch Mayor of Easttown finally But I did talk about that on the show I'm pretty sure
0: Wasn't that months ago?
1: Yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV <laughs> I'm actually watching <laughs> Seinfeld right now I don't know if you're done with Severance but Oh
0: yeah
1: Did you finish just, Curb though? I am like Okay, so the thing with Curb is I was caught up at one point And then they decided to make I think Probably three additional seasons, seasons. Probably like, two, yeah Probably two but then I was gonna rewatch it all with Chelsea, but she tapped out after like two or three seasons. Not that she wasn't liking it, but there's just so much TV that she was like, eh, I "Also, know, I,
2: I feel like early Curb up. can kind of get not boring, but it's kind of samey, samey."
0: I feel that way about some of the later Curb seasons. Like I, I love some of the stuff from the early seasons oh, yeah. of Curb, like the Doll I mean, episode.
2: Like one two three i feel like yeah. they can kind of because they're poorly filmed I don't, they're, let me put this differently they're less like engaging
1: <laughs> one of my favorite episodes that i watched it recently was the with i forget his name crazy eyes
0: <laughs> oh the rapper you know, I'm talking yeah. about. crazy eyes killer <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> when he's like cheating on wanda and he, he has to have like all the flavors of pussy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that whole and then Larry is like trying to talk to him about
1: it. Oh my god, at
0: that barbecue or whatever, it's so funny.
1: That is one of my favorite episodes. (laughs)
0: That's really fucking funny. The my my all time it's not my favorite episode, but my favorite thing in any Curb episode. I you I don't know if you've no you probably watched it, Travis. Is when. it's the episode with the Girl Scouts, and one of the Girl Scouts has her, her first period at Larry's house, and he's like oh, trying yeah. to walk her through how to use a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> this is the so funniest funny. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god!
3: Um, so good. yeah, back to back to Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes, Seinfeld. I yeah, I just
1: hit. I just watched the hundredth episode, which was kind of lame. It was just like a huge clip show, but I, I guess I get it.
0: Damn. You've maybe seen more than I have. I I was doing a Seinfeld uh start to finish watch when it first was put on Hulu like years ago, and I fell off like midway through season 6.
1: You I just kind of lost like steam. That? No, I think that's no. right where I'm at right now is halfway through season 6.
0: Is it? Okay. Um
1: I, I do like Curb or I do like Seinfeld quite a bit, but I think it's maybe a little bit like overrated but that's not really fair to say because i don't know back when that came out it was different and there wasn't as many tv shows around uh but i think i prefer curb i think it's a little bit more i think it's a little funnier and a little bit more like crude and that's what i like about it i agree um, and also
0: larry it's not the point but larry i find larry more likable than jerry you know what I mean? Like the fact Whoa. that Jerry Seinfeld is the Jerry's worst character
2: on the be show. Un- unlikable, though.
0: Yeah. Well, they all are. I think they
2: all. They're are. all supposed
0: to be unlikable, right? Larry I mean, is so the is worst, so but as Larry. a result, yeah, he's I the was best. like, Larry is <laughs> yes. supposed to be the most unlikable. <laughs> I think yes. What I'm getting at is that of the core Seinfeld cast, Jerry is the worst one. He's Elaine like is awesome. George is awesome, Kramer's awesome. You know, like yeah, Jerry is the worst, and he's the main character whereas larry is hilarious and he's jerry
2: is the straight man to the other three whereas larry is the crazy one to everyone else's straight man
1: Mm -hmm. right it is pretty funny though i'm I'm digging it um yeah Yeah. it's kind of like the show i put on in the background you know but um i'm gonna power through it till the end the one thing that did bug me though that i will point out um is there was like a season or maybe like A handful of episodes where every time kramer came on screen it would be like a standing ovation raucous applause yeah (laughs) yeah dude it's just like what is going on cut that out but then it it stopped i was like if it does this till the end of the show like i'm gonna freak out (laughs) But luckily it subsided after, like, I don't know, a season or a handful of episodes. Yeah. But at one point it was really bad where, like, he comes on screen and there's just, like, yeah, an uproar of fucking.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. Like, coming to Seinfeld as an adult, like, I think our generation and especially people younger than us, kind of have an aversion to that style of sitcom with the laugh track, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite comedies, none of them have laugh tracks. You know? Yeah. Like, It's Always Sunny, Curb, um, The Office. A, like, none yeah, of them it's a have single laugh tracks. Camera,
2: it's a single camera versus multi-camera television that kind of adjusted with our generation.
0: Well, it's just, for me, it's just the... Whether it's a live audience or it's just canned laughter, just I don't like being told when to laugh. It's just kind you know of like a mean?
1: dated like device of TV making. I don't know. It's weird. And yet, the yeah, most popular comedies existed. are still,
0: or <laughs> not maybe not most popular, the most watched. I guess are still fucking sitcoms with laugh tracks, like Pete Pete. Um, Fuck, what's his name? Pete
1: Wait, they still do laugh tracks in like modern day shows? Yeah, yeah. Uh Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. I love Pete Holmes. Yeah. He has modern a new day comedy.
2: Multicam cam sit- sitcoms still have laugh tracks. They're still they're very popular in front of Live that is audiences. weird to
1: me. I thought that was just like a thing of the past and no, we lear- We learned from it. <laughs> that's CBS, Dave. That's their whole yeah, thing. I, I yeah, think it's you... a thing of the
2: past for those of us that have moved beyond regular cable. <laughs> yeah, But like people who watch, like I think of my dad and my aunt who watch regular cable shows, like that's definitely still a thing. And people watch regular cable like middle america style people watch regular cable
0: Mm -hmm. mom you guys ever watch mom nope
2: only once in a hotel when (laughs) i was very drunk
0: (laughs) it's not horrible but like that's another one of those like you know i guess the modern version would be big bang theory how i met your mother has a laugh track right
2: it does, yeah. That's also a multi-camera sitcom. Although they weren't f- uh, filmed in front of a live studio audience because of all the like lookbacks and stuff.
0: Yeah, they don't. That's not as common as it used to be. It's mostly canned laughter now. Like I don't think it's. They, some shows still do it, but I think it's mostly uh, just put in uh, in in post, which is so annoying. It makes it even worse. Like
2: <laughs> well, I would say, like the more modern sitcom is the single camera, like. The modern family style—that's a pretty it is. Yeah. all-around sitcom, but it doesn't have the live studio audience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So Seinfeld—it's good shit, right? Yep. And uh, beyond that, I um, the momentum of our um, Good Place watch is um, has come to a halt. I haven't really watched too much place? of the Good Place. Light. Uh, uh, right around where. The last time I talked about it, I think wasn't that like the end of the
0: first season, like where where the
1: yeah, I'm still like probably early season two still.
2: Oh man, it gets so much better.
1: Yeah, Haley and I are gearing up for a,
0: a rewatch because we uh, we still haven't seen all of the last season, so I think at Matt, this point really? it's been you years. didn't
2: finish the show.
0: No, no, because um, we didn't have cable, so we weren't watching it. Like, we, we, we watched... So here's what happened. The As that season was airing, you know how Hulu removes episodes uh, like three weeks at... Like, some, some shows, like three weeks after they air, it takes them down. We were watching it too slowly. So we watched the first, like, two or three episodes of the last season and then waited too long and then fell too far behind to where the next episode was no longer on there. So then you know enough time passed that the full season went up but we just never made time for it so now it's been years so at this point we're probably just gonna start from the beginning just because it's an awesome show you know like yeah i would love to watch it again
2: i would say it's definitely worth a rewatch
0: yeah it's that's a great show you should pick it back up at some point travis i have
1: been also watch yeah i plan to um been watching a little of the uh, Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy show since Chelsea and I plan on going to Italy for our honeymoon in a few months. Uh, worth a watch if you have access to it, but I had to sign up for like a YouTube TV trial, and uh, I, I'm in I'm in talks with getting uh, Chelsea's dad's credentials to uh, continue watching. <laughs>
0: You're in talks, the early negotiation yeah. <laughs> period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll give you Disney Plus, but I want your YouTube
1: TV. <laughs> and then uh, last thing for TV that I could touch on is we started season two of Euphoria not too long ago.
0: Do you like that show? You haven't watched Euphoria
1: yet? I've watched season one and like the specials, but we haven't got through all of season two yet. Um, I do like Euphoria. I feel like people are mixed on it. Um
0: Yeah. I watched the first episode and I was like was not at all interested in watching anymore. Really? Yeah.
1: It's got your girl though.
0: Sydney Sweeney? I know. Yeah. Dude, I just look at the, I can just look up the clips. Matt, is that saying? your girl really? <laughs> huh? Um Is
2: Sydney Sweeney your girl really? Kind of. Oh no.
1: I mean, I'll I'll claim her if Matt does. (laughs) That's embarrassing.
2: Obviously Zendaya
1: That is is not embarrassing.
2: I mean, I think it is. Zendaya is the girl.
1: I mean she's fine. I mean she's Yeah. She's the main girl in the show, but Sydney Sweeney is the girl. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sydney Sweeney is hot but boring. You guys are dumb.
0: Oh no, she's not boring. Have you seen yeah. The White Lotus, Paris? <laughs> no. To be it,
2: fair, I have seen like The Lotus. Yeah. You
0: would like that show. It's White been on my Lotus list. White Lotus is great. Yeah. I it's did been that on my list quite a bit. Yeah, that's good get shit. <laughs> um, one one last TV thing I will mention: I have gotten super into Bar Rescue. Have either of you guys ever seen Bar Rescue?
1: No. But I could probably figure out what it is. I haven't even heard of that. (laughs) Every
0: episode is exactly the same. And if I had to guess, I would say I've probably watched 60 or 70 episodes in the last six weeks. It is... About That's this guy. Too much. <laughs> it's about this guy named John Taffer, and he's like a professional. Oh, like I've bar... seen
1: gifts of this guy, but I didn't know where oh, he <laughs> came from. <laughs> yeah, dude, bar
0: rescue. It's, it, it started on Spike TV like ten years ago. <laughs> now it's on Paramount <laughs> Network, <laughs> and he like. Every episode is exactly the same. So it's some struggling bar and every single one of them is like two months away from running out of money and going bankrupt or something, right? So it's always like some dysfunctional thing where it's like the owners are fucking each other or the owners, the mom and her shithead son is the manager and he's always, you know, there's just some combination of just riffraff running these bars and they like come in and make these changes, and he just like screams at people and calls them <laughs> pieces of shit, and like you know. But it's it comes from a good place because he's trying to teach them how to run their business, you know. And I just like every single day from eight a.m. to two p.m. Paramount Network is running a marathon. So when I'm working, I'm just wa- I just have Bar Rescue on <laughs> in the background,
1: and I just that's just that's just my life now. It's just Bar Rescue. And it's amazing. So does Paramount have like a live feed kind of like Shutter does? No, I have, I have cable, dude. Oh, you have? Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking big time. That's here. honestly embarrassing. For it's you, Matt. awesome.
0: I love having it. Is it a waste of money? Absolutely. But um, yeah, Are hey, you I get 60
2: it. years old? Like, what the fuck? Well,
1: hey, it's Matt, very cheap. Matt needs his content. He's got to have his baseball. He's got to have his bar rescue, you know. That right there, that's probably worth the monthly cost alone.
0: <laughs> Listen, if something comes up in the discourse, I need to be able to weigh in silently. You know what I mean? So I have to have cable just in case something happens, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to pop up on Twitter that I have to weigh in on. Um, so, but yeah, I've had, it's like, it's not that much more money than my, just the internet, you know what I mean? And Haley and I use it to watch... Um, like Survivor and Big Brother, you know, like those kind of shows as they are. Um, oh, yeah. And football, huge. you know, football. Oh, Survivor is huge, dude. I've seen all 42 seasons of Survivor. Every single <sighs> are one. Are you serious? You've yeah, seen- that is <laughs> Every <too many> single. <laughs> Survivor style. is literally my favorite <laughs> TV
1: show. <laughs> yeah, I watched, like, I think the first season and was, you know, in on the hype, but then never continued beyond that dude this isn't your grandpa survivor
0: okay yeah, this is not crazy it's on right now and it's it's nuts <laughs> this <isn't your> grandpa's
1: <laughs> <your grandpa's laughs> shit is crazy because that's how long the fucking show's been airing yeah dude i was yes. nine i was nine when hear? the first season started 40
2: 42 seasons Stop yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've seen every single one um yeah, Survivor rules. Um, Paris, what about you? What if in TV or just I, we've been talking TV for a while? Any anything in general? I know you're a I Disney, mean, a Disney person, or not Disney? I Marvel. Disney I meant person? Marvel. I meant a Marvel person. <laughs> I know Disney's like, I Marvel.
2: I don't claim that. Um, I'm not a Disney person. To be fair, um, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness. We're gonna watch it on Memorial Day because Kurt and I were trying to like beat the crowds. Um, I've been kind of uh watching a lot of twenty twenty two movies. Have y'all seen Fresh? It's on Hulu. Uh
0: yeah, with uh Sebastian Stan and uh mm-hmm. Daisy Edgar Jones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um Travis, you should definitely watch it because it is a horror movie. I would say of Wait, the
1: Is two. that the only qualifier? <laughs> no 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 no. No no no.
2: I, I was I was going somewhere with this. Okay. I would say of a horror movie that sort of takes on the, um, you know, m- uh, misogyny of men, uh, between men and fresh movies that came out in 2022, I'm going to go with fresh it rolled and obviously we'll-, we'll maybe talk about it later in the year, but wow,
3: it was Paris, great. You love, you love this definitely movie. Watch
0: Five stars. Are you kidding me? Okay. You, love did, you know
2: i loved fresh and (laughs) i wasn't gonna say too much about it but i fucking loved fresh sebastian stan can do no wrong he is an amazing actor that is maybe coming from a bit of the marvel stan in me but i've been watching a lot of 2022s but other than that let's see here can can we
0: just for a second acknowledge the fact that like, I like Sebastian Stan, but Winter Soldier is literally the worst character in all of those fucking Marvel movies.
2: Um, have you seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, the show?
0: Oh, no, not interested. No.
2: Then you <laughs> not cannot talk interested. about it. Then you are not allowed to talk about him as a character because you haven't seen him developed. Okay?
0: Right. Right. I've only seen seven other movies he's in, but.
2: He's not developed. He's not the main <laughs> character in any of those movies.
0: I have not seen any of those Marvel shows, except for WandaVision, and I didn't even watch the last episode. I'm I, fully okay. out. I don't think we've talked about this with you, Paris. <clears throat> Travis, I think you'll back me up here. Full, fully out. Haven't I'm watched No of Way of Home. Haven't watched Madness of Sinister uh, Strange or whatever. Haven't watched fucking Shang-Chi. But Shin have Chi.
2: you watched any of the shows?
0: No, just WandaVision, and it didn't even finish hey. it.
1: it. Shang-Chi watch was actually pretty good.
2: Yeah, it was. That. Eternals was bad. Oh, Shang Chi was good. The only one, No Way Home, was the only one medium.
0: is Moon Knight, and that's literally only because Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac are in it. That's it.
2: okay. Moon Knight is the standout. I will say, WandaVision is the best Marvel show. Moon Knight is the standout. I also watch Moon Knight, but I am so into Marvel that I got Kurt to watch all all the Marvel movies in chronological order with me, even though he hadn't seen most of them. Now he's up to date. Now we're about to see Doctor Strange. Like, Sorry, Matt. You suck.
1: Mm, I'm fully, fully out. I'm proud of you, Matt. Thanks, proud dude. Of
0: you. you were ahead of the curve on this one. You've been <laughs> over it for like three years. <laughs> oh, this
2: <yeah>. is where <laughs> I wish Tom was also here to back me up on my...
0: I on don't my think he will. Stuff, I don't but... think Tom is... Tom's also the Tom guy who a... gave
1: Civil War like 15 minutes before he gave up on yeah, <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Several I times. Thought really i for yeah. some reason i
2: thought tom was my marvel my marvel guy well
0: he i mean he like me has given most of the movies really good scores i have just got burned out
2: i mean to be fair a lot of the marvel movies are bad but the shows i would say every single show except for hawkeye is amazing Hawkeye
3: but sucks Matt,
1: because the new Jeremy Water sucks. You're gonna be in, right? Oh I'm you're back in. in. Yeah, I'm back in. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> but have you but you watched Thor Ragnarok, right?
0: Yeah, I like Thor Ragnarok a lot.
2: Right. And so Thor Love and Thunder is gonna be great. Anyway. Yeah. I'm into it. Um aside from fucking Marvel, which back I to fresh. wasn't even gonna fucking talk about, you guys. <laughs> I'm God. sorry, I'm sorry. Um fresh was great uh let's see here no i've
1: been actually i've been very curious about fresh because i feel like it's been pretty polarizing like i see star ratings all over the place on letterboxd so i really don't know what to expect
2: if i'm honest if i'm looking at my top 10 of 2022 fresh is either well i'm not gonna say that fresh is in my top three right now And it's a top contender for maybe number two.
1: Damn. Fresh Fresh is As of May twenty fourth. As of halfway halfway
2: through the year where I haven't seen you know, I've seen like twenty movies movies or whatever. That have yet to be released. Yeah, I haven't seen everything. (laughs) I I, you know, I'll give full credit. I usually watch a lot of movies at the end of the year. But Fresh right now is in my top, and I think it's gonna be hard to beat.
0: Interesting. I just pulled up my list, and out of 16 2020 films, Fresh is number 16 for me. Do you mean 2022 oh, films? 2022, yeah.
2: <laughs> out of 24, oh, Fresh sh- is number three on my list right now.
0: Oh, you've seen more than I have.
2: I yeah. sure have.
0: Oh, wow,
1: 24? Yeah. I've seen like 12, no, 13 movies from oh, this. Oh,
2: I'm lying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did I you hear me kid. say
2: twenty-four so confidently? It's thirteen.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 you, no, zero hesitation. <laughs> that, I, I thought that was Screen to eyeball screen. I set twenty I
2: said twenty-four so confidently. It's I looked, it's thirteen. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> it's still it's my third out of thirteen, and I think it would be it's gonna be hard to beat.
0: Well, Travis, now you have to watch it. Talk about polarizing. My worst film of 2022 and contender for Paris' favorite. Your
2: worst film of 2022?
0: So far, yeah.
1: (laughs) I will prioritize it for this weekend. Chelsea's going out of town for a bachelorette party and I have no plans, So I plan on watching a lot of movies. You know, that wouldn't be the worst movie to
0: watch with Chelsea. It's not super gross.
1: Mm. Yeah, but is she interested?
0: No. She doesn't like Sebastian Stan? She's not a standstand? Stand?
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: I don't think
2: Chelsea will. like I don't this think she movie. is. She doesn't like horror movies. I don't think she'll like it. Hmm. Uh, I will say though that Men is my second to worst movie that I've
0: seen this year. Interesting. Mm. All over the place. Mm. Oh, Paris! Have you? Did you? Have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? I sure have.
1: And and.
0: I fucking loved
2: it. Yes.
1: Hank. Guess, guess what's
2: higher than Fresh on my list? What a fan. <laughs> yeah. I love A24 movies, and that's why I was so shook about men. But truly... Um, it might be number one on my list right now. I mean I'm not gonna say for sure because Well it's Matt's favorite we're... movie
1: of all time, so <laughs> I move over people. Love... <laughs>
2: I have been everywhere and everyone all at once. Everywhere, everything and everywhere. What the fuck? Whatever the fuck the name is. Yeah, fuck it's that. It's a dumb title. name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb name, I'm gonna be honest. But Right now, it's my top of the year. I'm not going to say, I wasn't even going to talk about any of those. I was going to talk about how Kurt hasn't seen very many Nicolas Cage movies. And so after we watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, he really wanted to watch the Nick Cage movies. And so we watched Face Off, which is arguably the best Nick Cage movie.
1: I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. And I'm embarrassed by that. Yeah, Wait, me too. me really? Too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you both should be embarrassed and you both should watch... Did you see Mass right, Matt, of
1: Talent? Retro review. Here we come. <laughs> no,
0: still haven't seen a, a Mass of Talent yet either.
2: Okay. You both should watch that, but not until you watch Face Off. Face Off is easily rentable, very accessible. I would say it's Nicolas Cage's most... Cagey performance.
0: Most cagey. There's a lot of contenders. Most cagey. I, huh? I am very <laughs> aware. It's a lot of cage.
2: Oh, world. yeah. No, this oh, Matt, literally. I, I get have get it a $2 on phone. Voodoo. Done
1: deal. Let's do it this That's weekend. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Done saying. That's,
2: we did the same thing. I just had some Amazon uh, credits. But I would say Kurt and I have a, despite all my rage, I'm still just Nicholas Cage list. And. <laughs> I've been hesitant to even... list? <laughs> <laughs> truly. I've been I've been hesitant to show him anything else. Like we tried to watch National Treasure, you know it's funny, but it's not great. Because truly, Face Off is the pinnacle of Nicholas Cage. It came out in 1997. <clears throat> he has never done anything better than that.
1: Yes, he has. Mandy adaptation.
2: Oh, Mandy's great. Andy. Adaptation is no no no. <laughs> Both of those movies are great, but they're not Nicolas Cage at his peak
1: They're not they're not cagey enough. Exactly. <laughs> cagey like you guys know off. I love
2: Mandy. I I appreciate adaptation slash maybe love it. We'll see. I haven't watched it in a while. But Face Off is Nicolas Cage at his cage and it's truly his best movie of all time.
0: Damn. And you say that when you say that j- just to clarify just so I know like where where you stand on it. When you say that do you mean it's like your favorite Nick Cage movie or is it the best Nick Cage movie because I do think there's a difference.
2: I think it's my favorite Nick Cage movie. I would say I don't even consider his best the I would say the the best nicholas cage performance is in face off that's not the best movie that he's the star of that would be a whole different list i'm not even gonna go into that truly his best and most unhinged performance face off it's also just i mean it's john woo at his wooiest (laughs) <laughs> and it's truly
0: <laughs> Cajun Cage it is cageest, woo-it is woo-iest. I, I'm,
2: not, I'm not even kidding. Like it's cageist and woo
0: <laughs> Is it Travoltiist?
2: Honestly, no. But but that's fine, because we don't need him at his travoltiest. That would be like No one wants that. <laughs> Saturday night fever. And honestly, that's you know, hot dog garbage. So <laughs> Truly, this is the like if you're a fan of Nicolas Cage and you haven't seen this movie, like you're not a real fan of Nicolas Cage. God
1: damn, all right, Matt. All right. It's on the voodoo, we're in. All right, we are in. Sign <laughs> Maybe... <me up. laughs> Finally, can you know what's funny is you know, back in the uh, I mean, I've been collecting physical media for a long time now, but remember when DVDs were the shit,
0: mm-hmm. of course.
1: Face Off was one of the first DVDs I bought, and for some reason, I just never watched it. I don't own it anymore. I think I uh, purged a lot of my DVDs back in the day. I had some sucker on offer up who was willing to buy a lot of them. <laughs> the I'm great DVD sure purge of 2012. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. uh, but yeah, I did own it at one point, and for some reason, never pulled the trigger. But now I can watch it in Glorious H D the way.
2: <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to briefly mention is From Beijing with Love. It's a Chinese parody of James Bond movies. I'm not sure, Travis, if you like it. I know Matt will love it.
1: <laughs> Sounds stupid.
2: It is it, it is so fucking stupid. Like it it's It's almost um, Kung Pao level stupid.
3: Yeah,
1: I was going to ask. Is it like Kung Pao?
2: (laughs) It's Kung Pao, but like in the
1: 80s.
0: Oh, this is is directed by the the Kung Fu Hustle Shaolin soccer guy.
1: Oh, interesting. That's
0: that's all I needed to see. I'm in.
2: I was (laughs) expecting, honestly, Kurt was like, let's watch this. And I was expecting it to be actual trash. It's pretty fucking funny and also very dumb
0: yeah that's awesome I mean I, I love Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer so where did you, where did you watch it
2: I want to say Amazon I'm not sure
1: did you rent it
2: that's a great question <laughs> I might have rented okay. it like I said I'm, I'm not sure it, it's been a minute but um if
0: I rented it, it, was very interesting. I'll do some research, figure it out. Uh, Travis, I heard you take a deep breath. Were you about to say something?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> um,
0: I watched uh, Jackass four point five, um, which is on Netflix now. Um, and it's awesome. It's not as good as Jackass Forever, you know, because it's mostly so this is footage. like
1: the outtakes or whatever of jackass forever
0: yeah it's, ju- it's just stuff that didn't make the final cut straight to netflix straight to netflix yeah
1: wow netflix fucking bought the rights to this yeah which is nice. which
0: is interesting because jackass forever is a paramount joint so that that went on to paramount plus right but they somehow got the rights to the bonus i don't know but have either of you seen any of the point five versions of Jackass movies? Are you familiar?
1: Maybe one, but I don't really have anything to add if I have. So go for it.
0: it, it they're basically just just footage that they did, that they shot that they didn't end up using in the in the final cut of the the mm-hmm. main movie. Um, but what's interesting about this one is that they they frame it as like a little bit more behind the scenes. So they like interview the people and they talk about like, you know, Jackass history and some of the behind the scenes bits. Like that's not something that they've done in, uh, in the other movies.
1: Um, so they have like some talking head stuff. Paris, did you see Jackass forever?
2: I don't think the newest one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Are you familiar with the character
1: by the name of poopy? Poopies. No. Poopies. Oh yeah, Poopies. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that person. <laughs> then you haven't seen Jackass forever. <laughs>
0: Poopies is the best of the the new the new crew for sure. Um
1: Poopies is a great addition. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. If you're a Jackass fan, it's a, it's a must see. So, that's all, that's all I'll say. On Netflix for your viewing. Is it
2: feature Jackass? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Which jackass did they have the porta potty on like a bungee cord?
0: Um, I believe that was, was that three. That three? Yeah, I think okay. that was three. I saw
2: that one in theaters, and I don't think I've seen anything since then.
0: That is one of my all time favorite theater experiences because I saw it in 3D. And that, let me tell you, that was a riot. Like the 3D dildos and stuff. Chris Pontius's dong hitting a ping pong ball in 3d in 3d so change the game (laughs) very cool does it
1: feel um as cohesive as like a regular one or does it does it feel tacked on and like extra e
0: no i mean it's it's still funny but i mean there's a reason why for the most part there's a reason why most of the footage didn't make it into the final cut You know what I mean? Like, it's still funny. And I like I just I just love seeing these people hanging out doing stuff. But for the most part, it's it's lesser content. There is some like there's a lot of dong in Jackass Forever. I think there's even more in in 4.5. And they talk about it like they. I told you that they interview. You know, there's like interviews with the people. They talk about the fact that there's a lot of dick in Jackass. So there's like a whole segment about how d- dicks the are history, underutilized. The history of this, dick. Just that they, you know they're 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 un- underutilized
1: in cinema, which they should shouldn't be. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Strong disagreement.
1: Jackass Jackass <laughs> is uh, pioneers of dick cinema.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And th- we stand for it. Or I stand no. for it anyway. No, no.
1: I wish there silent, was less Silent Dixon
0: D. Cinema. <laughs> <coughs> um, Travis, anything else you want to mention?
1: Uh, not really.
0: All right. Paris, are you good? Yeah,
2: I'm good.
0: One last thing I will mention: uh, Haley finally had me watch one of her all-time favorite movies, um, but I'm a cheerleader. Have either of you seen or heard of it?
2: No, no, but I've heard many, many things about it. How was it? How did you like
0: it? It's it's awesome. It's like basically like it's about like a gay conversion camp, basically, but it's like very satirical. Mm-hmm. And Natasha Leone is the main character and it's just oh it's it's really good it's really funny and sharp um it's not it's not a perfect movie like i i did lose interest a little bit around the middle um but it moves quick i mean it's 85 minute runtime so i mean it, it moves quickly it's very well paced for the most part natasha leone is 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 awesome in it it's very tender um and it's just you
1: know how did you watch it
0: uh Haley's dvd mm. i made an exception
1: i think it may be on canopy at the moment
0: oh interesting very it's it's way i would i will say it's way ahead of its time i mean the movie came out in 1999 and it feels like it could have been made seems like one of those
1: yeah the uh letterbox ratings are very high for this one mm-hmm. 4.0 average all my friends are like four and above that's
0: it's Pretty
2: kind good. of a cult
0: classic right oh yeah it's a it's a it's a gem of uh, of queer cinema there's there's like this there's like uh uh you know like uh ginger snaps is probably a good example of just like cult films that have a very rabid queer following this is one of them um i feel like there's another one. Oh, jennifer's body that's another one Jennifer's body has like kind of gotten a little bit more profile over the last, I don't know, several years I would say. But for the longest time, Jennifer's body, I think, would be considered in that that canon. Um yeah, it's awesome. If it's on canopy, I definitely recommend watching it. I'm I'm glad Haley introduced me to it.
1: It is definitely on canopy for me. I don't know how regional stuff works for canopy, but At least with my zip code, it's it's on there.
0: Oh yeah, I don't have access to it anymore because of uh, my my library card is like deactivated or something. I don't know how that works, but (laughs) I tried to watch something on Canopy here and I couldn't log in. Shame, but I'll be back soon. You know, I'll get gotta get your
1: uh, Florida card active. Yeah, (laughs) you plan on moving? So in two months, two and a half months, probably not. Probably not. Not worth it. it. (laughs) Sounds like you have enough content to keep you busy till then. Oh yeah, no shortage (laughs) of content. Fucking cable. Yeah, dude. All
0: right, that's it for me. Are we? Are we done here?
1: Round one is in the books. Fuck. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening um not entirely sure what the next episode will be we got uh we got some ideas in the works um kind of depends on timing and i don't really know what's coming out in the next couple weeks so we'll, we'll see what uh what the next episode is but either way it'll be something fun so stay tuned thank you everybody for listening make sure you subscribe on whatever your podcast app of choice is if you could leave us a review Helpful for visibility. So, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're on, we greatly appreciate it.
1: Five stars only.
0: Only five stars. If you don't like us, what are you <laughs> doing here? Go away. Um, if you're if you're listening, the Batman from SoundCloud guy, um, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bat. We got a bat stand who uh, reached out with some uh, scathing feedback, particularly directed toward. Kyle and uh, Travis, not so much me, but oh no.
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, yeah, oh. you can go fuck yourself. Um,
1: Thanks for sticking up first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he wasn't talking about me, but <laughs> 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 um yeah, uncalled for. Yeah. Whoever you are, well, not uncalled for. It's fair, but I think he might have deleted his comments. I don't see it. Uh, oh no, I don't see it anymore.
1: You know what? I, I, I even appreciate the negative feedback. So bring it on, people.
0: Yeah, don't delete your comments like a fucking coward. Who is this guy? They're not yeah, there s- anymore.
1: Stand by it. What a coward. <laughs> Fuck a true you, stan
0: would not delete their comments. Whoever you are. <laughs> you fair weather fan. Um, fair well, weather stan. <laughs> <laughs> well, to all the diehards <laughs> out there, the diehards, pun intended, thank you. For being here <laughs> With us um, Let's get out of here So that we can get right back into it You know what I mean
1: Let's do it Alright Let's it gonna do it Thank me you Bye bye Explain it to me Explain it to me Again